0: So here's the choice. Some people say the USA is finished, it's evil, a has-been, full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech, no gun ownership, competition and free markets are bad, we're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets.
1: Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In America, we have the right to
0: succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the right to be left alone. Where
2: do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to
1: SaveMyFreedom.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council.
2: The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
3: Welcome to Hour 2 of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. Uh, I'm pretty much by myself here. I have a robot over there doing the uh, all everything and everything Uh, anything uh, and everything uh, in the uh, control room. There's nobody here. I'm the only one. Uh, uh, Um, uh, My
2: name (laughs) was redacted from
3: (laughs) 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 Danger Will Robinson. (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: It is. uh, We're having a lot of fun here. This is hour two with Denise and Todd and myself and and Cal. We're just a little family here. Cal is our uh, three-time Emmy Award nominee but never a winner producer. I got that in before you commented. Um, look, I, I'm telling you how good I'm getting. I'm going to tell you how good I'm getting. And everyone's like, "What's He's weird. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. I'm looking at my notes to prepare for, you know, what we're going to say and all that type of stuff. Look at it. Guys, look. What do my notes show, Denise? That it's blank. It's blank. I don't have it. I don't even, I used to write notes. I don't have, it's blank. It I shows
2: am, you could be before the Senate so committee that's exactly, right now. I am Amy Coney Barrett, <laughs> the second, <laughs>
3: right now. <laughs> I, I just love that to be, I don't care what side of the aisle. What do you have there? Uh, a blank piece of paper with the, Senate, the name of the Senate on top? Do you
2: suppose oh. she was insulting the people who were questioning her at that point? You guys got nothing that <laughs> yeah, I need like, to write now. At that point, you might as well go, we're done. Might yeah. as well
0: just confirm her.
4: I saw it as one of those where, uh, well... I did go through an almost identical hearing when appointed to the Federal Court of Appeals about two years ago, and the questions all seemed to be about the same load of crap. Yes.
2: So. <laughs> Although one of you was. Nicer I've been to there. Me. Yeah. One of you was nicer to me then, but <laughs> yes, not, but yeah, right.
3: <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about uh, the confirmation hearing very, very briefly, and we're Denise Todd and I. There's not a lot to say about it, to be quite honest. But Denise Todd and I were talking during the break. We said, "Well, we should." bring that up when we talk about it is how how justices don't necessarily turn out exactly like you think they're going to turn out once they're appointed and we're going to discuss that briefly then it's we're like, going to it's
4: like the guy who does the weather yeah it's not always spot on even if you have a satellite view
3: that's true and then we're going to talk about michael jackson we're <laughs> going to talk about the university of utah the death of that athlete very interesting case we're gonna discuss that tragic story yeah tragic story and uh, if you want to go I'm gonna tweet out a picture on our on our Twitter account because I've done some Instagram I'll throw on Instagram that shows my notes And I'm telling you I'm leading with the example trying to follow exactly and honestly I just didn't do it I just I don't need to I just I can just I can just talk and make things up but most of all uh, what I do say and I love to say is Cal, Roll,
2: case or no case. Wait, 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 wait. wait, 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 wait <laughs> what? Just, would you say that again, please? Roll.
3: See, I threw him off topic.
2: There we go. Now it's there we time go. Go. to play okay, case go. or no case. Yay! All right. Many years ago, a touring musical band called Three Dog Night. You've heard of yes, them. Yes, I love them. Yeah, yes. they got their name because uh, when it was a cold night in Africa, it took three dogs in the tent to keep you warm.
3: What? And I they, didn't know that, Cal. That's something uh, I...
2: That's true. One dog night, a two dog night, and a three dog night was really cold. That was oh. where their name came from. Yes, And uh, they found a young performer to open for them when they went on tour. We will call him Kenny, a gifted performer Kenny. and a songwriter. Kenny wrote and performed a song the band really loved in, in his opening act. Hoggins. And, and they contracted with him to record and perform it on their next album. But Kenny recorded it himself on his premiere album, and it was a huge hit. Danny Hutton, Corey Wells, and Chuck Negron of Three Dog Night said, hey, that's our song. We bought that fair and legal. So they went to their legal counsel through their record label because they wanted to know if they had a case or no case. And, Mr. Penny, you get to open that so particular one. That is one? Kenny Loggins. You think so? Yes, I Could do. be. Yeah.
1: Well, you no, I sense? was just glad that I didn't have to go first on this one. Oh, I'm ready for this.
3: <laughs> this is a case. This is a case.
0: Okay.
1: And it's uh,
3: about Kenny Loggins. And I'm trying to think. It's No, it's not Pooh's Corner, which, by the way, is one of my f- all-time favorite uh, songs by Kenny Loggins. You guys ever heard Pooh's But
2: that's Corner? how they opened no. their concerts. When he and Loggins what? and Messina went out, I saw them in concert. They opened up with Pooh Corner, what? and then they went into Your Mama Don't Dance and Your Daddy Will Don't Rock and Roll. And it was crazy from there. They said on, they yeah.
3: did You've never heard Todd? You ever heard of Pooh's Corner? No.
2: Uh, uh, not not as a
4: song. It,
3: yeah. <laughs> would you very, could, would you put it up there? It's a very for gentle them? song. I'll try I, to find it. I'm gonna it. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. filibuster a little bit here no. while you do this. But I think that the the three dog night did sue that did sue him, and uh, they lost because Kenny Loggins. Ran this song for quite some time, and it was very popular. I'm not going to say which one it is, but I'm going to say it's a case, and I'll look like a real idiot if it's not, and he made it up. And uh, Kenny Loggins did run this song of Three Dog Nights, and Kenny Loggins did not have to pay them a darn nickel. This is it. Yep, this is it.
4: Posing our questions to
5: Alan Dior is our days disappear.
2: It's very nice little gentle. They opened their show with this, this, and then they went into their heavy rock and roll after this and just blew people's minds.
3: Wow. Good, and players. Good, players. Good players. He's got the jar stuck in his...
1: So you say soul. this is the song?
3: No, there's another one. But this is, but this is one, of one of his popular ones. Yep, yeah, called The House
2: on Poo, at Pooh Corner. Okay, Poo. Todd, about, what say you? The case or no case, my friend?
4: Well, so Fred says this is a case. Yes. And who Kenny, wins?
3: Kenny Loggins wins.
4: And Kenny Loggins wins. Well, you know, if I go with Fred that I maybe, you know, running a highway to the danger zone. And I can't are. And I can't be really footloose with my answers. <laughs> good point, good point. So um, uh-huh, I, footloose I, move. I'm just going to uh, – but look, right now the point total is so low, so I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. Uh, so I'm we'll away. leave it at that. I'm going to say You've got that. two wow. points. I I'm going <laughs> to say no case.
3: Denise, you don't get you didn't get it. He's, he's he's quoting songs.
4: I'm from quoting Kenny, Kenny Loggins. Those are all
3: Kenny songs. Loggins
1: songs. I don't really know any know, of Kenny Loggins. I know. Just so you songs. know,
4: that's what okay.
1: he's okay. doing. All right. I mean, so Three Dog Night. If you
2: quote, if it was them. Billy Joel song, she'd know those right yeah, away. or Three or Abba.
4: But um, so so you say no case. I'm going to say no case. And by the way, if I were naming the band, it would be Three Cat Night. But whatever. Exactly. So, no case. Those would be three lines in Africa. Yes. yes. Okay, Denise, wow.
2: what say you? Case or no case?
4: Well, three cougars.
2: Dare the- oh. oh. to dream. <laughs> There's not oh. enough geritol in the... Well, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah.
4: Go
1: on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Go on, Denise, after
2: you... Well, he said it, not I. <laughs> I know.
1: Okay, let's see. Um, you awesome. know what? Gosh, I'm going to probably jinx you. It's a case... And Kenny Loggins wins because, and I'm going to say the legal reason why he okay, wins. Okay. It's because he wrote the song. So he didn't give up his rights as the artist. He just gave a license to Three Dog Night to be able to utilize that song. But he didn't give up all his rights as his, his, the original you That's know, a great song. point. And he said, yes. I'm going to add to that point. Okay. And anyone
3: who has the name Three Dog Night should
2: lose. <laughs> okay, now, so the other thing is,
3: don't tell us, Cal, am going, I'm going, going
2: oh, no, I'm going to do this right here. I'm going to give you a chance. Write down your answers here okay, so you'll wait. know who Kenny is when you hear this. Oh! <laughs> I was <laughs> and, wrong. And, it wasn't and Kenny. And the name of the song.
3: Oh, do say it. Oh, man, that's Elton John.
2: Man. Okay, there you go. That would be, uh, I'll explain.
3: Okay, don't tell us. Let's set us up.
2: Yeah, I'm just setting you up, setting up for Elton a little Elton John
3: wasn't named Kenny.
2: Really? Reginald kid. Kenneth Dwight? Oh, Cal oh, <laughs> is so smart, man. Golly. I'm not going to make you it easy for I, you. I don't care what you
3: say. That guy, these songs are classics yep. for the next hundred years. Yep. That song right there just makes you
1: feel good. It you know? does. I love just, that song.
4: I, I saw a I saw a documentary about Elton John, and this is his songwriting process. You know, he has a he has a. a partner that he write that he writes. Was the lyrics. Bernie
2: Bernie Toffin, yes. yes.
4: Mm-hmm. And so the way it would work was he'd come up with something and fax the lyrics to Elton John. And then when email came around, it was email. And Elton John would get that, and he'd set the lyrics down on the piano, and he would just start playing whatever came out of his fingers. And if he didn't come up with the song in the first 10 minutes, he'd send it back and say, yeah, Give me something else. I can't work with this.
3: We're going to be back after this. And Amazing. Case or no case. Hmm. Love Elton John. Stay
2: tuned. We'll be right back to hear more about
4: Kenny and,
3: and more after this. No, away. Birth,
1: now that done.
0: All
2: advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
0: If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 296 1252
1: At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best.
3: My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin,
4: Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, one 800 616
5: That's
0: 800-814-5108 If you pay my fee, I'll take your case.
2: This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny.
3: Just like... I wonder if, I know we can't do this, but wouldn't it be just good to sit here and just say nothing and for an hour listen to Elton Shaw's
4: song? Pretty much like being a rock and roll DJ in the M.O.R. era when I yeah, started. Yeah, just, Reminds just, me of an interesting thought I had when I showed up here today, that little inside joke between me and Cal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so tell us the
3: story first we're of all, Cal. just here by ourselves. Okay. Cal, wait, wait, wait. I want you to tell us, Cal has a great history. He has a history in TV and radio that dates back to about 1907 or 08. No, 1970. Um, <laughs> oh, 70, close enough. Uh, the zero and the seven, I got mixed up. But tell me, Cal, about Elton John, his real name, and you said his real name was what?
2: Reginald Kenny Dwight. And he's from Kenneth. England. He's okay. from Kenneth White, right. Well, here's what happened.
3: Okay, what happened?
2: No case. What? No. Yes! Case. <laughs>
1: Todd's killing but us.
2: They heard Kenny do the song, Kay. and they said, you know what, Elton? That is so good, we cannot possibly compete. Plus, when we tour and people see that you're coming on to front us, we'll draw more people under the tent to our concerts. We're going to make our money anyway. So, congratulations, brother, on having a good hit. We'll leave it alone. There's no case. We're not going to see you. are not going to make a big deal out of it.
3: So let's back up,
1: Cal. That so was what, back in a, another time and dimension well, Before Elton sure. was a hit. Yeah, it yeah, was more like a handshake.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So this is back when Three Dog Night was huge, which when I was a kid in the 70s, Three Dog Night was yeah. the yeah. – yeah. And this is the guy that was the – Backup or the I the, mean the opening act. The, opening the opening act, act. Yeah. yeah and it was just oh, oh my yeah gosh. that, that's, so amma- how would you that know? that's amazing that Three was Dog Night would
4: do that because yeah. because that is a, a headlining act saying hey just having you opening up will put essentially more butts in seats for us when we come out right, right. and then you that's compare that to yeah. then you compare that to what was going on in the rock and roll scene where you had an up-and-coming band in the mid to late 70s known as uh, Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen just passed away a couple weeks ago, yes. rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had Van Halen come on, and they were opening up for Black Sabbath back when Ozzy Osbourne was still singing for them, Right. blowing them off the stage to the tune of people would show up, they'd watch Van Halen as the and opener, leave. and then when Black Sabbath would come on, The stadium is half empty because, or the venue is half empty because people would just leave after Van Halen. Wow. And it's a stark contrast in how musical acts dealt with each other.
2: Well, these obviously were very compatible, and Elton John um, and Bernie Toppin wrote a lot of music before they started getting hits. So he's out here trying everything that he can. All of a sudden, your song starts to take off. Mm -hmm. Other bands, not only Three Dog Night, approached him to try to record it. He said, I better get this thing down on tape before I go too much farther. And he did, and he was very well managed and had a smart label. I think a reprise was his first label. So anyway, they got out there, and they made a ton of money off of a great song, and everybody was happy.
3: I remember this tells you how old I am. I remember specifically down in, um, it was uh, uh, call Agora Hills in Southern California. Agora Hills in Southern California is where my uncle lived. And we decided to spring Christmas down there. And I was so happy as I opened up Santa Claus, brought me an album. It was the Elton John album. What was their most popular one? I kept trying to think that
2: really Yellow popular. Brick Road was Yellow big. Yellow Brick robe. Greatest Hits was big.
3: Yeah. yeah, it was either Greatest Hit. No, I think it was Greatest Hits. And I sat there in their family room. They had this little separate family room. They were well-to-do. And I played it on the record player over and over. <laughs> over and over, like for three days straight. I'm sitting there and listening to that song the whole time. So that record the whole time.
2: Well, that's, so. That True. was the magic of it then. It was pretty easy All to right, do. there we so go. Congratulations. congratulations. And that, ladies and gentlemen, and we thank you for playing along, is... Case or No Case.
3: 855-529-7234. You want to call in and talk to us about anything. Amy Coney Barrett. Okay, so this, this is not anything, you know you know whether you agree with her or not she is an intelligent top notch oh, yeah. person a lot of people i didn't agree with a lot with uh, judge Ginsburg, some stuff that she uh, ruled on but i loved her to death as a uh, as a justice and i uh, again i knew her not knew her personally but i've met her personally it, it,
4: the, the characteristic that both of them have even though they may be on opposite ends of any specific issue but the characteristic that both of them have that i like and i like this in any judge is they're consistent with the way they have ruled in the past right and so it's not like it's not like you wake up or or you go to court and, and you have to figure out okay which way is the judge leaning today right you know what you get and and but you but i say that and then there are certain limits because it's not always, when a judge is nominated, a given that that judge is going to rule consistent with the political leanings of the person that nominated them. And I think that's where a lot of this Supreme Court nomination process gets askew, is when people naturally assume that if if it's a, uh, a right, well, that's a conservative a, a, a justice, conser- yeah. A conservative yeah. president that nominates the judge, that the judge is going to rule conservatively. Or, uh, if it's a left-leaning president, that the judge is going to rule uh, liberally. That's not always a given. We've seen that with the last two justices that have been But there is
2: numbered. usually consistent interpretation about constructionism and wordism yes, versus not. Exactly. And I think that's probably it's interesting. a critical
3: thing. Kavanaugh has come, I can't remember all the details, but there's a few he's come down on there people are like, huh. That was a little more moderate than conservative.
4: Yeah, exactly. The, the the big one that I see here is, first, we talk about Justice Roberts, yeah, right? Yeah. Roberts was nominated by George Bush, and not just to the Supreme Court, but he was nominated to be the presiding judge of the Supreme Court, which I thought was interesting. Welcome to the Supreme Court. By the way, you're in charge. And uh, so he was nominated to be the presiding judge of the mm-hmm. Supreme Court, and I think people thought that he would be very conservative in his rulings. What has been the news about Justice Roberts?
3: Like you said, like you said, Obamacare, he saved it, and he is... He He's leaning a little more middle. I mean, he's just kind of coming across as not really kind of, he's a kind of a Justice Kennedy. He's going to throw it one way or the other.
4: Neil Gorsuch, uh, President Trump's first nominee.
3: Not that Trump. I mean, uh,
4: not Trump. No, Gorsuch, Gorsuch was nominated by oh, Trump. Oh, was he? Okay, that's right. right. President Trump's first nominee. Everybody said he was going to be conservative. There goes the rights to the LGBTQ community. He wrote the opinion that protected the LGBTQ rights in an employment
3: law. We're we be back don't and, always know. We're going to talk briefly about that, and then we're going to get into the Michael Jackson case.
2: Hope you can stay tuned because we have a lot more Radio Law Talk coming up right here. However, you're listening to us on radio or on Radiolawtalk.com or via podcast, we welcome you. I'm glad you're along. Hold on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
0: Life can be full of risks. ever wonder how the credit card companies make their money well think about this if you owe twenty five thousand dollars on five different credit cards and you make your minimum payments every month Here's what it's going to cost you. Are you sitting down? You'll shell out over 13 grand in additional interest, and it's going to take over 13 years to pay off your original $25,000 balance. That's how they make money. Now it's your turn to fight back by calling the Debt Solutions Network. We'll work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. We promise we can and will reduce your debt. Call right now for a free 15-minute debt analysis,
5: 866-451-3328, 866-451-3328, 866-451-3328. That's (laughs) 866-451-DEBT.
0: I like the Amargosa Valley. Oh, that's down.
2: This is Radio Law Talk, and now back to the show.
3: Justice uh, Amy Barrett uh, is going to be confirmed. I mean, that's going to happen. So, uh, I, you know, we don't do predictions and stuff. I don't think she's as conservative as everybody thinks. I don't. uh, We'll find out, but uh, she could be. She. Could not be. You never know. But uh, uh, what I care about is an intelligent, uh, thought-provoking person that follows the Constitution. And is not a, what do you call those, uh, some judges, they activists, activists that yep. try to put their, uh, you know, both sides have those uh, that try to put their, uh, you know, it, it's the law. As one person I know that's a judge says, I don't agree with a lot of the rulings that I do, but that's what the law is, and I have to follow the law. You know, no?
4: the, the thing that I see with this is, what is the title of what we call her? We we call her, and anybody that fills the position that she is seeking to fill, we call them a judge. What does it mean to judge? It means to look at both sides and decide which one is the one that makes the most sense to you from a legal standpoint. And And if it were as cut and dried... As a mathematical equation, we wouldn't have judges. We'd just go ahead and punch everything into a computer and say, what does the, what the computer say should happen? But we have judges that apply their own view and, and their own uh, take on the law. And I've got no problem with that as long as they're consistent, as long as it's not always changing among the same judge.
2: Well, I think the core issue for many people who saw this and why that there's such a bone of contention is that some people hope that the supreme court is actually a de facto legislature that they'll just make policy and laws as they go and others are saying We have a group to do that. Let's keep the three sections of government in balance. can we don't go out and try to seize power from the legislative by making up law and code as you go. Just interpret the law. Do your job. I think that's what most people in their heart of hearts would honestly hope for, don't you think?
1: Well, I I think a lot of people are afraid that the balance is shifting on the court. And that it's no longer an equal balance.
2: Well, I think, I think there are those who would say that there's one political party who has believed for many years that the court belongs to them, and now the other political party is saying, well, we believe it belongs to us. So is that really just a rebalancing of of this constant tug? Because it is a constant tug. Is it a conservative court? Is it a liberal court? It's the court.
4: Right. And, and, and that's the thing Is I don't see Anywhere in the Constitution Where it says That the court Needs to be balanced One party Versus another party Or yeah. having the left And the right And everything Whereas the way Our legislature Said it Look the reason They call it The left and the right Is because of Where people Originally sat In the House of Congress right. You know It was the You know Republicans The folks over to the right Or over to the left And how they were Well oh, I
3: thought it was NASCAR it, How yeah, you drive it, well, it could
4: Because everybody <laughs> oh. Everybody everybody turns left Same Well difference. they're going left now <laughs> Yeah In, in NASCAR <laughs> but, NASCAR know, you mean. Yeah, NASCAR. <laughs> They're turning left now. But here, here's here's what I see on, on the on the whole, uh, whether or not the judge judges should be lawmakers or policymakers or those that interpret the law. I keep going back to this argument. It has to do with Justice Roberts because in the last section we talked about how Justice Roberts' decision may have, you know, saved Obamacare. Obamacare. But let's look at what Justice Roberts did, and this does not get enough play, in my opinion. Roberts came up with, or, or ruled, that it was, whether it was, was a penalty or a tax, the issue was whether or not it was a penalty or a tax, right. Obamacare, right? right. The, the individual it, mandate. Yes. Right? And so so there was that issue, and if you listen to the mainstream media, if even if you listen to the comments of President Obama, who said, I thought Roberts got it wrong because it was this, not that, you, it makes it sound like Roberts... Picked this idea out of the ether and came up with it of his own accord and said, this is how I'm going to save Obamacare. You you, you ask people, they will talk about it as if that were it. That's not what happened. Roberts, like the rest of the justices, were presented with arguments about whether or not it was a penalty or a tax, among other arguments that they made. And Roberts sided with the argument made by the White House lawyers and then had the president come back and tell him he got it wrong. But Roberts didn't (laughs) come up with the idea on his own. He was presented with arguments from both sides and rendered an opinion based upon which one he says made the most sense to him. They don't say, you
3: missed this part of the argument. This is where you need to add this in. Exactly. They don't do that. That doesn't happen. It's like, you know what? Uh, Judges do that. I side for this even though – Dude, you missed you missed your argument was bad and flawed, you know, so I can't lean on your side. It, even though I the law is on your side.
4: In in fact, the
3: axiom on appellates
4: is you might have had a great argument, but if you didn't raise that at the trial level, right. if you didn't object to it then, you can't raise it now. Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's how they live, what they do. They're not I think they get – justices in general get accused of legislating far more than they actually do, and and they don't get as much credit for the fact that they're just simply sitting there deciding which of the arguments that are presented to them they agree with.
2: But that's because some people look at like the Roberts ruling and go – Where on earth did he come up with that? Because they weren't in the courtroom. They don't
4: know. Yeah. They don't know. So where where did he come up with that thing? Because it's not reported. And quite frankly, I didn't even – I had to find out that that's what happened by actually going to the Supreme Court website and downloading the briefs and reading that were filed by both sides. That's the first time that I learned that this way that he cited in Obamacare – was because he was agreeing with an argument that was raised in the briefs by the White House lawyers. That's the first time I heard it. I didn't hear that on the news. Mm. I I heard Roberts came up with it.
3: Well that's what good judges do. That's all yeah. they're supposed to do. And that's what they're they're supposed to they're not supposed to legislate from the bench. Absolutely. And a lot of people do. So let's talk about Michael Jackson. The poor What a segue. The poor guy. <laughs> I mean I'm not saying okay everyone thinks Fry you say that poor guy. The guy will never die. I mean he gets sued or his estate does obviously Non-stop. So what's happened here is another lawsuit came about. Uh, a, a, a alleged sexual abuser um, uh, brought, uh, you know, a case against the Michael Jackson estate to pay for sexual abuse, uh, apparently. Um, and don't forget, in California, and Denise, you'll probably know a little more about this than I will, but I know in California they've changed the sexual abuse laws, statutes. Isn't that correct? They changed them, or who knows? I can't remember, but... The it's, statute it's, of limitations. limitations is much longer now you can bring them than before, because before it was like you only had so many years to argue that you were sexually abused by this person or that person. So uh, a lawsuit occurs. Um, one of the men that alleged that Michael Jackson, um, that one of the men that was on the uh, HBO documentary, The Leaving Neverland, uh, brought a lawsuit and the courts just did what
4: they just uh,
3: dismissed the case they,
4: they they did but the the
1: dismissed only as to one plaintiff right, right. As,
4: uh, no as as to two defendants there were two separate the lawsuit was brought against some corporate entities one or two of which were um Looking here, two of which were M.J.J. Productions Incorporated, and then another one was M.J.J. Ventures Incorporated, right. claiming that those corporations had a duty to protect the children from the allegations of inaction or uh, in uh, but, but action the, by Michael Jackson. And so the court ruled that that the plaintiffs did not show the plaintiff. Well, the the
1: one plaintiff. Could not show a, a nexus, yes. if you An, will, a
4: nexus between these two corporations yes. and, himself.
2: and,
1: him, and, him and himself.
4: Now, if you saw the if you saw the documentary uh, Leaving Neverland, the the two planes, one was a. Uh, later went on to become a uh, choreographer and was actually on the show one of the coaches on the show so you think you can dance I think his last name was Robson. and then the other was a kid that was in uh, Pepsi commercials with Michael Jackson when they when right. the plaintiff was a little kid. So the ones that were dismissed were as to Safechuck who was in the Pepsi commercials with Michael right. Jackson and and it wasn't a statute of limitations thing. it was you can't show the connection between these two corporate entities and you. you. So mm-hmm. uh, so the suit got dismissed as a result of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's for, it's a technicality, but it was a, probably the right decision. It looks pretty um, safe and, and reasoned. So
3: yeah. uh, here, here's what – here I knew in California they changed the rules. I, I knew. So now victims of childhood sexual abuse have until age 40 or five years from the discovery of the abuse – to file a
1: lawsuit wow right that was actually changed by gavin newsom right
3: the, the governor. Um,
1: earlier this year and right. what happened was these two plaintiffs have brought a case before mm-hmm. and it got they got dismissed and they appealed that decision and while they were up on appeal governor governor or gavin newsom extended the statute so the appellate courts sent it back down because of the new statutory yeah. provision yeah.
3: Well, that, that 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 little music that we try to always ignore that Cal rolls to us means that we're ready to to go on to the next thing. So we're we're gonna we're gonna finish up on uh, we're finished with that. We're gonna go into a little bit about R. Kelly still waiting in jail right now for his trial coming up, and some interesting things occurred uh, that we want to talk about. And our former prosecutor here to my left is gonna discuss. Maybe what might happen uh, if you sit in jail too long and wait for your trial. We'll be back after this. Yep. A
2: hmm. little behind-the-curtain stuff. That music means a minute to go. That's what it means for those of you. Now you've got some radio talk show behind the curtain. We'll be right back in a few minutes here on Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk
0: And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor.
5: If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610.
2: The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help.
3: Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. If you or a family member has been injured, call 800 616 4Law or see us at PennyAssociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad.
4: I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty, shiny, sexy, just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to give my car suds at the
0: quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car Watch A hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda
4: Ford, or Chevy, Somber, Cadillac, Quick Quack will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy-looking, snappy. You'll be glad you was at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Get on the web and go to DontDriveDirty.com and see where you got your closest Quick Quack in the
5: local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road and come visit
0: the duck at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Bar
3: wash.
2: <laughs> You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny.
0: No points for you.
2: That
5: is, that's my life. <laughs> no points for me. I
3: might as well just buy the dinner right now. I might as well. Hey, you know what? The R. Kelly, and I'm not a person that follows this stuff. Apparently, he is a you know, well known um, amongst rappers, a rapper type of singer, and has done w- very well financially. Well, since
2: I Believe I Can Fly, he became yes. mainstream yes. and then also had yeah, his. Yeah, he's
3: mainstream. Is he mainstream? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not mainstream. But that's okay. But I'm. Hey, hey I know I. I was talking about uh, Elton John. To me, that's mainstream. But he's mainstream (laughs) in the summer of 2019. And don't forget, he he had some bizarre antics on uh, a news show where they interviewed him about he had these two sisters. as Were they his fiancés' wives or what? No,
1: just living with him. I don't remember what the deal is. But anyway. They were young
3: young. when they started
1: being with him. And the parents had objected to these two people kind living yes. with him. and Yeah, it, it, remember it,
3: it, the parents, though, brought brought the kids to the concert and wanted the kids to meet him. Wait, who were we talking about? R. Kelly. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Okay. R. Kelly
4: yeah. <laughs> He's moved on from Michael Jackson. No, no, we're on yeah, R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, the bizarre thing in the interview was when he was asked about being with underage kids, and he says, well, how do you define underage? And it was like, okay, That
1: was weird, but he okay, got okay, up in the chair. Into the technicalities. Yeah. Don't you remember when he got up in the chair and, and he became very away. threatening to right. the interviewer? She sat there calmly. She, I, I w- what, what was her name? I can't remember. She's her. um Oprah's best friend, right? Yeah, I don't which, know. Which is interesting, just, didn't yeah. Oprah
4: Gail, have King? A, yes, yes. Gail King. Yes, Gail King. It's so to R. Kelly's R. Kelly's interview with Oprah's friend and you compare that to Oprah's interview with Tom Cruise when he was dating when he was dating um <laughs> Oh,
1: Katie, Katie,
4: Katie Holmes, and he's like, "Oh, what is it?" And he's jumping up and down. I love Katie Holmes. It was like, "Oh my gosh, you just killed your career with that moment." But both of those, both career-threatening issues that come up in interviews. It is summer Hmm. of
3: 2019 that he has been uh, behind bars uh, for federal and state charges of child pornography, sexual assault, and obstruction of uh, justice in Illinois and New York. Okay, so that's what's going on. So he hasn't had his trial yet, so he's sitting in jail, wait, awaiting a uh, trial. They did not – they did um, – he did post bond, and then something happened, Todd. Then he had to go back in jail because he he violated it Th- there
4: somehow? Was some al- there was an allegation that he violated some term of his release on bond and as a result. You know – this gets really tricky with some defendants where they're in custody and they have bond or holds on them from multiple jurisdictions one jurisdiction might let them out and really all that happens is all right you're released to get into a van to go to the other jurisdiction where you don't have a release and so right. it gets it gets a little difficulty the long and short is he's, he's in, custody, in custody awaiting a trial right. and he was assaulted by another defendant or another inmate
3: it was a gang banger too yeah apparently it was a i don't you know i don't i don't want to give the gang a a, a shout out but a gang banger and he was beaten while behind bars and and their claim is no one at the correctional facility raised a finger or did anything to prevent the attack the allegations
1: are that they actually were part of
3: it part of it yeah and so they said we got to let him out yeah, yeah so it, 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 and that's where it gets—that's where
4: it gets difficult. So, so the claim here, according to the surveillance video, is the attacker had ranged quite a quite a distance from where that person normally was housed and hung out, and made his way over to where R. Kelly was and attacked him. And so the claim first is that the correctional officers should have seen that roaming activity and know that it was going to be directed at R. Kelly and intervene before they got there. That's one.
1: Because yeah, he actually communicated with the person that um, attacked.
4: Yeah, well, yes. Yeah, so, so the first one is just just the roaming. They should have gotten in there. The second allegation is that that it warrants an investigation to see whether or not the correctional officers at the facility actually encouraged, facilitated, or otherwise helped that individual make it from where they were over to R. Kelly's um, holding area. Which, which, if true. No, no defense to the allegations that R. Kelly is facing. But if that's true, I mean, somebody has to answer for that. In the facility of incarceration, if they're encouraging that kind of activity between inmates,
3: but that's, that's the right. same
2: question that swirls around the guy who committed suicide. These sexual Epstein. alleged, yeah, that's a, yeah. that's what swirls around him. Did these guys participate, were they really both asleep at the same time? The security camera turned off. I, I mean, I mean, isn't that the same kind of question that goes around here? Ab- it, it absolutely. Be, but yeah. you know
1: what? It, the difference here is the inmate that attacked R. Kelly. He actually admitted that he did it because he was trying to bring media attention to his racketeering yes. case. So that's kind of an interesting thought. Uh, who thinks like that?
4: Yeah. So, so look, musicians. <laughs> So you have this. Now, now here's Racketeers. here's where the not like the Musketeers. There uh, you go. R a c k e t k e t whatever. <laughs> so so here's what you've got here, and this is where things are going to start to go back and forth as this issue is really fleshed out. And it's okay. So I think that the correctional facility can go back and say, hold on a minute. What is R Kelly in custody for? What is he alleged to have done? And the the allegations against R. Kelly are sexual in nature towards individuals that were underage. Now, as a former prosecutor, and as a defense attorney, sexual cases are the one class of uh, case that I just don't want to take as a defense attorney. But for three years, I prosecuted them. Okay, and it was it was very difficult. And I'll tell you, here are the big concerns for defendants. First, none of them want to have to register as a sex offender, because sometimes they'll even say, I'll do more time as long as I don't have to register because of the stigma that's associated with that. I get that. But then they think about actually doing the time. And quite frankly, doing, say, three years being incarcerated for three years for theft is not nearly as hard time as doing three years for a sexual offense or assault against a child or even an allegation while you're awaiting trial because there is this concept of the inmates exacting the prison justice and you kind of have a target on your back. Everybody knows who R. Kelly is and they know why he's there. And so the the prison is gonna say, Well look, the guy's kinda got a target on his back. But then the flip side to that is R. Kelly is saying, Yeah, and you know that, which means you should be hyper vigilant in making sure I'm not attacked. Right? Because you know I've got a target on my back. Right. And so and this is gonna be an interesting fight back and forth.
3: Well, you know what? I'll tell you more interesting than this is you know
1: do you, what do you think he'll get out for this?
4: No. Okay. I, I think if anything they'll put him in more protective custody.
3: Okay. Yeah, I don't think you leader. You know what, uh, there's a guy by the name, have you ever heard of Charles Sevilla, Disorder in the Court? He wrote a book called Disorder in the Court, and it's the fu- some of the funniest court antics that are going on. And let me tell you, before we're, we're going to get into this next hour, okay. and I want to do a few funny ones. I'm going to throw one out f- for you, but I want to tell you, without naming names, one that I uh, know about locally that Denise probably knows about, and maybe even you, Todd, a funny case about an officer being examined on a criminal case, and the judge actually cross-examines him, which is rare, but sometimes a judge can mm-hmm. ask some questions about this officer seeing a homeless person <laughs> squatting in front of a business and doing his deed.
4: Uh, I think and, I know this one. <laughs> uh,
3: this case we've got to talk about, but here's, a, here's one from a Disorder in the court lawyer how was your first marriage terminated witness by death lawyer and by whose death was it terminated <laughs> witness take a guess <laughs> <laughs> and i know one lawyer there's one similar to that the lawyer the 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 witness asked the uh, lawyer did you really pass the bar wasn't that the how many
4: autopsies have you performed on dead people all of the autopsies I've been pre- performed have been a
2: dead Hopefully. people. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Except the one in Detroit. You know, do you know that that lady, that woman that was found breathing in the funeral home? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, she, she passed she away. She had since passed. Yeah, yeah. Since
3: passed. yeah. yeah. And she, she was disabled. She was very
2: ill. She yeah. had a lot of complications. Yes, Here
3: you story. go. Ready for this one, Cal? Lawyer. What gear were you? What gear were you in at the moment of the auto impact? witness Gucci sweats and Reebok <laughs> <laughs> that
1: one I love that one oh, that's a good one I, that's a visual you see this you know beautiful oh, you, woman oh yeah that's
3: just great okay we're going to end with this one and then we're going to come back third hour and have another case or no case we've got a lot of things to talk about the third hour we're going to get into uh, a little bit about uh, we're going to we got I've got like a list of about 5 or 6 we're going to very briefly talk about what supreme courts are blocking the curbside voting and and uh, mail-in ballots we're gonna uh, go over a few of the different states what's going on there but lawyer uh let's see no 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 uh lawyer doctor how many of your there it is that's the one. Oh, you already did that one i already did that one uh let me just save it we got 30 seconds i got another long one We'll be back after this. Sorry to be that way, but you know what? There's some funny ones.
2: That's a up. classic tease. Good job, Fred. Yeah, Lot- yeah, I'm <laughs> <trying>. <laughs> Just wait to see what comes up next on Radio yeah. Lot Talk next hour. perhaps it's six minutes after the hour here, wherever you're listening to us, either online or on the radio. If you stay there, we'll be right back. Have been listening to Radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk, Incorporated.
5: Money. 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 You gotta have it. When you need it, what do you do? If you don't have a rich uncle? Call Lending Tree. With us, hundreds of banks compete for your business, so you'll get loans with competitive interest rates, and in some cases, with no closing costs. So here's the deal if you need money, call us. Do you want to refinance your current loan? Are you 62 or older and interested in a reverse mortgage? Then call Lending Tree now. 800 634 1315. We've closed over $250 billion in loans. We know what we're doing and can help you. Call right now for a free quote. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. 800-634-1315. That's 800-634-1315. NMLS number 1136.